Hey friends, tickets are now available for our new series of live workshops taking place in November and December. They're focused on getting coffee professionals and small business owners better prepared for 2023. There's one for coffee professionals, one for those looking to start or grow their business as a coffee consultant, and there's one for customer acquisition planning that's tailored to small business owners. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash events to grab tickets or check the show notes for details. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Map It Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and we are joined for episode two out of five by Nolan Hurty from Proud Marys. Nolan, we're talking about the journey of the entrepreneur and how business is going to teach you everything you never wanted to know about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, we We both went off and did some shit in America after having been here in Australia. And uh, the the whole journey was kind of wild for both of us in similar ways and in different ways. Um, today I want to talk about what could go wrong mm-hmm. in in the journey of the entrepreneur. For you, what were the things that went wrong and I suspect this is probably going to be the next couple of episodes we're going to talk about this stuff. But what didn't go the way that you planned? Um, I mean, <laughs> uh, so much mm. didn't go the way that I planned. Um, but, I, you know, I would say that um, that was fairly consistent along the way. And actually, um, I did a lot of learning in um, the things that went wrong. Yeah. And, I mean, in the beginning it was little things that would go wrong. And I had spent a lot of money uh, and um, time on just trying out something that I hadn't seen before. I don't know if this will work. Let's just try it out. Mm-hmm. Whoops, that didn't work. Just blew a ton of cash on that. It's okay. That doesn't work. This is the way. And so finding a path, I think, is for me was like a big part of um, being bold enough, you know, to step out into the unknown. Um, and I definitely did that. And I mean, re- referring to moving to the States, it was a pretty ballsy move, risky move, <laughs> um, very crazy. You know, I was well aware of how crazy it was, but I was also well aware of how much of a stroke of genius that could be mm. if it, if I could land it, you know, because I felt um, somewhat um, trapped in Australia. I felt somewhat um, uh, lost amongst the noise, particularly in Melbourne. There was just mm. there's always been so much growth in the coffee sector and so much innovation. And I mm. felt like kind of what a shame that it's not really um, uh, not everyone gets to, I don't know, you can get a little bit lost maybe. There yeah, was it's a, a lot of market noise that's in that saturated, place. right? Right, and so I felt like, well, how cool would it be to go um, share what it is that we love with other communities that don't have um, that Melbourne kind of piece? And I guess like the the steep learning curve was um, how that could be articulated or how that could be shared, and having, um, I mean, all. You know, also learning about Australian culture in that process and mm. how things are communicated in Australia 
what are the cultural differences between Australia and the US? And they're a little bit hard to see sometimes. You know, some are pretty obvious, but there's a lot of stuff that appears the same, but it's not. It's a little different. And yeah. um, and so we, we definitely um, uh, initially, like, really... It was a very offensive article that came out um, by by broadsheet initially, and and actually the way I would see it was it wasn't offensive in Australia because that was the Australian culture of mm-hmm. look how look how freaking good I am and I'm doing this. That's how we tend to talk about ourselves, you know. We we, we back ourselves a lot in Australia, but it it got it got taken. Um, uh, somewhat out of context and spun around on me and presented in a different way again by another publication um, in the US um, and kind of hung us out to dry. I mean, honestly, it was like a, a public shaming. Um, and I've always had this opinion of like, you know what, I don't, I don't need to worry too much about all this noise. I just need to go out and do good. And if I can go out and do good and keep um, doing something genuine and real, it, I'll be okay because it all good always comes to the surface. So even when it kind of hit the fan, mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's okay. Even bad news is good news, right? And I'm like, it'll be all right. And I didn't really see how much that was. That was really hard to deal with and it hurt. It really hurt. And when mm-hmm. I arrived in Portland, I kind of felt like I had the, the whole community against me, if not, Globally, the coffee community was like, well, who the hell is this guy? I think he is saying all of that. And to be fair, I didn't actually say any of that. It got um, it got spun around to get hits and get likes. And it's amazing how um, it's more fun to watch a house burn down than it is to watch someone build a house. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was fun for everyone to kind of jump on that and um and it, it really hurt i mean we we had genuinely done a lot of stuff for the industry we really had done a lot to help uh the australian coffee scene uh, become what it was we really pioneered melbourne specialty um it, we were right there it was like really three of us back in those days um and we did it with an open door for everyone again to how can we help this community grow and i'm i'm all for the community and want to see um, others benefit that was the whole purpose right it was like how can we change people's perspectives so that we can make it work for these people that are busting their ass in coffee and not really getting rewarded um and that is still true that is still like um absolutely the most important bit right now is um letting it trickle down and and, and sharing and um uh challenging what the price of coffee is worth um so some big steep learnings for me moving to the states um getting kind of some um really tough um stuff thrown at us but i i knew also that i couldn't i couldn't win it by just throwing mud back but i had to win it by um walking the walk and um showing up and um uh and I, the fit out in Portland, if you're wondering why the fit out looks so good in Portland, because I, I busted my ass so hard to prove to the world that I was worth it. And all of the shame that I was feeling and not being good enough, I tried to show the world that I am actually good enough. And mm. 
that's crazy. That that's like toxic, right? We, I mean, I've grown up with this idea of um, I need to I need to prove my worth. I need to show you that I'm a good person because I I'm not comfortable in my own skin that I'm good enough. Uh, and I've had to come to a reckoning to kind of to deal with that. Um, and really, some of the shit along the way. And as you were saying, like stuff you don't want to know. Man, I'm glad that I know that stuff. I'm glad yep. that I know who I am. I'm glad that all the all the warts, all the all the the shadow, is integrated, and here I am, all of me, and I'm not going to pretend to be something else for you because there's no freaking point. What you get, what you see, and um, so that's been great, and it has been cathartic, and it has been kind of like a really um, beautiful thing, but it fucking hurt along the way. Yeah, um, it is and, the warrior's um, journey, right? It is an absolute warrior's journey, and um, and I am a warrior, so like I managed to 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 stay through it. But there's been plenty of times where it was like, man, why? Why am I here taking this on? Like, well, that's not what I'm wanting to. Why attack? You know, we're trying to. We really should be um, uh, trying to grow the industry. Not we should be conspiring to each, each other's success. Let's help each other out. Yeah, man. man. I mean, um, because ultimately, um, I want to make it better for everyone, you know. Um, and there should be a, a bigger awareness about what is the difference between a real product, coffee-wise, versus what people don't care, and it's just a transaction. Right. Um, and that we're, we're such a small part of the industry that you know it's so easy to get caught up in. Um, forget that actually we should just be growing the industry for yep. everyone, you know, and trying to bring more in. Um, yeah. Can we can we talk about that? Um, just going to sit for a minute on that whole, yeah. the article and uh, the industry response because you and I have both gone through the global coffee industry hammering hard uh, in the press and uh, like I've been kicked out of cafes because I started Elixir Specialty Coffee. You're ruining specialty coffee by releasing um, a bottled beverage that nobody else can make except for you. And the media writes horrible shit about you and then people turn on you and people send you death threats and and people tell you that, you know, I'm going to find you and rape you and then take photos and, and like, all this horrible shit gets said. Did, did, that, did that actually get said? Yeah, in an email. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry, man. lady. That's, well, that's, well, it, it is what it is. That's a horrible thing for anyone to say. No, but can we just Thanks, acknowledge man. a couple of things? I, I'd love to acknowledge that. The the shit that I copped on the chin, you also copped on the chin too, right, and um, from me. And then when we met in Melbourne, you were like, hey – I took the fucking brunt of your shit and I had to stop and be like, whoa, 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 hang on. No, no, no. I took the brunt of my shit. And uh, actually it wasn't really what I was, it wasn't me saying that. And it's yeah. horrible that we can kind of like, um, you know what it oh, is? Look at misunderstood. Being yeah, misunderstood. It is. When someone misunderstands you, it's such a horrible feeling because um, that is not my intention, you know. No, and, no, no, no. Um, and, and we had a really nice moment where we got to have a, Hug it out and we did. Uh, it was really great. Yeah. And yeah. and the thing is, like, I think we both just went over to like build something. 
We weren't going yeah. to destroy anything. We weren't going to prove anything to anybody. My endeavors in entrepreneurship are about like, I just want to build shit. I want to, you know, push the narrative of what coffee is. I want to, mostly, I want to kind of find ways for us to express new products and 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 see what this thing that we call coffee actually is. But what ends up happening is that I've found in this industry, when you try and do something different, there is this shaming that happens. Uh And you've experienced it and I've experienced it. And I'm used to the tall poppy syndrome here in Australia. I Uh wasn't used to it on a global level. And the shaming that that happened to you was... Not like anything I think I've ever seen before. Yeah. Um, in our industry. It was, and I remember the day that it happened and people, it was one of those weird moments where, you know, everyone kind of converges in the one place uh-huh. without anyone planning to be there and then everybody ends up being there. And I was living in LA at the time and the the talk uh, like it was hours after the broadsheet article had come out and everyone was like Nolan's blacklisted yeah and for me I started panicking because I already knew that I had been blacklisted for other reasons yeah. and then I thought this is going to be really hard for Nolan as he starts to do this thing but I also thought but nobody reads broadsheet in America anyway so maybe he'll escape it that was done within a couple of hours, like by that time. And then you see this phenomenon happen where people who haven't tried to do a fucking thing in their life become keyboard warriors and they start telling everybody exactly what was, like what's wrong with what the person who's trying to do something has done. Yeah, I mean, I want to I want to say a couple of things because I yeah, please go. Important. Oh, it's pretty important. I think there's a couple of things to learn from this. Um, um, first of all, you can't be blacklisted. You can't be cancelled. It doesn't. It doesn't really. I mean, good. You can't. It doesn't really exist. You know, we're like we're actually spiritual beings, um, not just Word. human beings. You know, Word. and how many lifetimes have I freaking been going through this thing? And, yeah. You know, and I. Word. So this one, this, this is my journey, and that was part of it, and and a and a massive public shaming, that was part of my journey, um, and um, it actually taught me to um, to really like. Well, and it's horrible to have this feeling about everyone's talking about you, um, but um, what's it all for anyway? Like, why why are we here? And um, I. I really felt, um, well, I really feel now, more than ever, you have to just walk your own path and you have yeah. to do your thing. And and you can say what you want to say. People can have an opinion. That's fine. That's yours. I'm going to do my thing anyway. Don't tell me how to do my thing because I'm, I'm going to do my thing. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, you, you really like if you if you are living your life out there 
worrying about what everyone is thinking about you, man, that that sucks. That's a that's a hard place to be. And um, how you look and what you're wearing and am I good enough and all these. There's so much pressure on us to, and, you know, um, trying to unpack uh, all the shit that was handed, handed to us as, as, as a male, all mm. of the, like, uh, don't cry, pull your socks up, harden up, um, far out, dude. Uh, actually, I didn't really learn how to express anger or emotion yeah. because we weren't supposed to show any. Yeah. Um, and so you just just toughen up and and then like uh, trying to swallow all that emotion and bottle it that's horrible and that's really not a nice place to be either um, and so that that tends to be that tends to lead to addiction right that's yeah. where addiction comes from yeah rather than um, being comfortable to sit in your own skin you can make yourself more comfortable by medicating on whether it's um, porn or alcohol or drugs or for me it was uh, Work. working. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> me too. And then, yeah, and, there's, and like you said, there's, a, there's even shaming around not working hard enough. And I, yeah. so it's a lot. We, we've created this, yeah, this culture that um, so busy, you know, and, and we should be celebrating that. And actually, you know what, I actually think it should slow down and I really think we should try and be present. And I think uh, – uh, actually doing less mm. uh, is, is actually going to allow us to do more, you know, yeah. because um, we can be here for the moment and, and we can actually, like, be real with people and be genuine as opposed to kind of, like, brushing everything and everyone out of the way to find this thing that, at the end of the day, where does it get you, you know? Like, I feel like I woke up and was... Um, Kind of like, well, hang on a minute. I've done all this stuff. Sacrificed, sacrificed my kids. I hadn't seen my kids. They're now like eight and twelve. I'm like, holy crap! I've got two kids. I've still got a wife. Barely, you know. Mm -hmm. Like we kind of like we're on the ropes there. Um, and then I realised, well, uh, hang on. That's. I'm not. I'm not actually. All of this stuff I've been chasing doesn't lead to anything. For, for you, I don't want to get any out. Yeah, for me. Yeah, I've been building it up to make it look good for everyone else to look at yeah. me and go, "Oh, he's doing great." Yeah. Um, and what I've realized in that was that life actually is a song, or a musical, or a dance. And actually, all that we're meant to do, Lee, is to sing along yeah. and to play and to dance and join in on life, have some fun, stir some joy in the world. And so more than ever right now, we need to be silly and we need to be playful and we need mm. to engage and just have fun. Um, we, we get to enjoy it. It doesn't have to be uh, so hard. You know, it's, um, it's, okay to, it's okay to be. You know, Mikey Eggett, my favourite chef in the world from Pinbone, um, he came on the podcast and we had a conversation about this was a couple of years ago, actually during the pandemic. And uh, we were talking about the entrepreneur's journey and like how hard it is. And we were talking about how you don't get an infinite number of hard things you can do. 
There is a finite number of hard things that you can do before you like hit a wall and you say, it's just not worth it anymore. Mm. I can't I can't do the hustle the same way that I used to do it. And it, it sounds to me when you talk about being silly, it sounds like you've you've come to the realization of if I'm gonna keep doing this and I'm keep gonna keep growing this thing, dancing and being silly yeah. and enjoying the world I is mean, the way that I'm gonna do that. Yeah, no, I mean I I don't know, I want to just be I want to be a um really present and authentic and genuine leader um, yeah. for my people. Um I don't want them to think that they have to flog themselves to impress me. That's not gonna impress me. Yeah. I want them to take care of themselves and to be balanced and to look after themselves and to, to show up present and be here. Um that that'll impress me. And um you know, I mean the the amount of things that got thrown on that plate when when that public shaming happened, that was just one of the things. Right. Right. I mean, it just kept piling. I mean, we didn't have the funding that we thought we had. We were, yep. uh, we were like, not even halfway there, and and it and it pulled out in the last second. And I'd scooped my kids up, pulled them out of, of the school, packed up the house. Packed it up, ready to go, but couldn't send the stuff because we didn't have the visa. Yeah. And we thought, oh, we'll just go anyway and we'll get the visa when we get there. Three months of Airbnbs in Australia, rinsed out our personal fund, get to the States. Trump gets elected. Daylight savings happens. The coldest winter Portland's seen in 40 years comes upon us after a Melbourne winter. And we got a denial on our visa. Oh, uh, on top of the public shaming, on top of the fact that Melbourne was going through its own heaviness. Melbourne yeah. and Australia suddenly started to talk about wage theft and yeah. all of these like things that had been rampant in Melbourne forever now had a spotlight on it. Mm. It was a heavy time. And I honestly, it got really dark. And yeah. I remember thinking, well... This could be it, but I can still see a flicker. Yeah. Only a flicker, I can fucking see it. I'm going to keep going. I'm just going to keep chasing that flicker. Um, maybe it'll maybe it'll come back. Mm. And um, sure enough, I survived, but um, pretty traumatic, really. And um, um, trying to navigate that. As a couple and a family, a poor kids having to go through that, you know, energy, not even really being aware of what was going on, but just how stressed mum and dad would have been, you know. Um, oh, the PTSD yeah. is real. When you go yeah. through something, a public shaming like that, as well as the trauma of moving to a different country, as well as living on the poverty line because you don't really know where the funding's coming from. And for you having to carry, for you and your wife to have to carry your children through that and reassure them during formative years of their life that everything is somehow going to be okay through this, while also yeah. in the back of your mind thinking, what the fuck have I done? Yeah. Yeah. That's well, intense. hey, I mean, I, yeah, it's intense, but. Um... I did always have 
immense amount of courage to just back myself and, and grit. go anyway. And I, yeah, yeah, for sure. It was like, you know what, I'm just going to make it work. Yeah. I know this is tough, but we're going to make it work. Yeah. Um, In the next episode, we're going to talk about that, making it work, because people underestimate uh, what's required when you are going through this journey of like actually what you have to do to make this shit work. There are a lot of people who get into the coffee game thinking like, well, how hard can it be? Look how many cafes there are. Look how many coffee roasters there are. If they're all doing it, surely I can do it. And people really underestimate the amount of hard, hard work as well as easy hard work that's Mm. involved in making this happen. And Mm. then when you add on top of that a global industry that's pushing against you and kind of, conspiring against your success that can get infinitely harder so let's Mm. talk about that in the next episode awesome perfect peace love and peanut butter everybody have an amazing rest of your day Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Mapper Forward, head to mapperforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.